Hey, you know what? I got something to it say. Chuck. What's up, buddy? Oh, uh, you know, man, probably not a whole lot. Yeah, I feel it's like another... we, we, we've stayed in pretty good touch during the uh, quarantine, so you probably have a good good amount of updates on my life. Yeah, it's funny. I've, I've uh, you know, there's there's been several people who, you know, who might consider buddies, but not people that I've, you know, kept in super close touch with that I've kind of, they've kind of ended up back in my life uh, during the quarantine, you being one of them. And, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I dig it. Yeah, I've got a, uh, it's a, it's a real exciting night. I've got a uh, uh, documentary about the uh, Philadelphia Spectrum on mute in the background. Oh, that's uh, probably cool. Yeah, it's, it must be from a little while ago because they're interviewing Ed Snyder. He's, he's R.I.P. He's been dead, what, two, three years now at least? I think more, I would have to guess. I would think at least three. I'm not sure. Yeah, I went so, to like every final event at the Spectrum. They totally roped me. And well, you, I think you were there. You remember we did the uh, Flyers uh, group outing for Flyers versus Phantoms. I went yeah, to the last and then I went Nova to... game. I went to the last Monster Truck Rally. I went to the final Sixers game where they played the Bulls. Like, I, yeah, they totally got all my money that year. Did you go to the last Phantoms game where they gave you the giveaway? Was like a um, like a little, a little jar of melted melted ice. Yeah, dude, if you held on to it and then made the decision to smell it, like, two to three months later, it was, like, god-awful. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they have to put chemicals and shit in that ice, I think. But, uh, yeah, and then mine evaporated, so, oh, well. Yeah, ah, the memory's still there. The, the aura of the spectrum is still in that little vial, so. Yeah, so cool. I went there with a girl that we don't talk about anymore, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> fair enough, so, fair enough. So anyway, this is Chillin' with Chuck number nine. Uh, for those of you who don't recognize the other voice, this is uh, listener Joe, uh, uh, one of our, probably one of our first regular listeners, uh, frequent emailer, and a uh, uh, good dude all around. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely still want to come on for a full episode. I've got a pretty good idea that uh, I think you and Jay will like, but, you know, obviously uh, we'll, we'll see when that happens. So in the meantime, we'll, we'll do a little chill with Chuck's side segment, a little 24-hour playlist. And yeah. Have some uh, fun. Yeah, I've been trying to – my idea with this is uh, I've been trying to get pretty much, you know, every everybody that contributes to the show regularly to try to do one. Like, you know, I don't know if you heard TJ did one. Yeah, I listened to it, yeah. I thought that was pretty good, and then uh, I think I think uh, Freddie Vacant out in uh, Washington is going to do one, and uh, listener Chris, and then probably we'll end it off with me and Jay doing ours, and like you know a, a, a big actual we're not Nordic episode. That's great, man. Yeah, I'm but, glad you're able to stay active and yeah, you know it's uh, it's, it's, it's just, yeah it's it's something to do, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, and plus it's, it gives me ideas for shit to watch too, honestly. <laughs> Well, hopefully I can give you a few uh, few good options here that you'll, you know, we can circle back to later if you wind up listening and or watching to them. So but, before uh, before we get going, I, I guess with the last two guys, I've done a second on like what our connection is. And I don't know. I don't know how you and I met initially. I'm sure it had something to do with centrifuge. I think um, it was actually a boiler room. Oh, okay. You... Yeah. So, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, and another friend of ours, Chris, uh, ran a uh, ran a venue in Philadelphia for a, a little a little while. How long did that last? 
it was pretty much just the summer of 06. Yeah, yeah, and he booked uh, he booked my my hardcore band, Drawing Dead, two or three times or something. And I think you also played bass for Repercussion, and you learned the bass lines <laughs> out front of the boiler room. That, I, that did, was, I did. That was like I the did. first Repercussion show in a while at that point. I it was did. great. I was like, this is awesome. I did play bass for Repercussion there. I forgot. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that's you know, that's a funny little connection because you know Jay was in that band i mean jay pretty much was that band he wrote all of those songs so it's kind of funny that i ended up filling in for a show after he'd been long gone at that point oh, I, didn't, I didn't know jay was in it oh yeah jay jay and paul started that band uh, very nice very nice but um yeah so uh yeah so about 14 years 15 years we've known each other it's good stuff yeah, and we we kind of hit it off because we both you know like philadelphia sports particularly hockey you know you've you've treated me to a couple of games over the years and, yeah, uh, yeah. Al- always, always a good time. And it's funny, man. You're, you're, you know, I have a couple friends, actually. You and Chris being chief among them, who just, who seem to lead a pretty, pretty exciting and and fun life without ever really like having to like like sit at a desk or anything. <laughs> you, you're, you're an interesting fellow. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sitting at a desk now in my bedroom as I record the, record this podcast. But that's, uh, that's that's about the only time I'm yeah, behind the desk. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Is this one? Yeah. You're yeah, not a nine to fiver. I respect. Yeah, that. yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty mobile guy. I like to bounce around the country and the world. So yeah, yeah. you yeah, were, it's been great. When we were playing uh, trivia last week, you were telling me about you were talking about all these places you've been. I didn't even realize. So yeah, I, one of these days you'll have to write a book. I feel like that'd be pretty interesting. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so you want to get started? Yeah, man. I'll dive right in. Uh, so Chuck, the beginning of my twenty-four hour playlist. I'm going to go with a classic. One of my all-time favorites is a movie, uh, which is The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure you've seen that many times. And uh, if you're anything like me, you've enjoyed it every time. Uh, to me, it's one of the all-time greats, one of the best movies ever made. Uh, the acting is super powerful. And I, I, for me, I really like the subtle humor, you know, when little things, when red is asked like why do they call you red and he just goes maybe it's because i'm irish Irish. stuff like that like i think it's a very quotable like you know uh, memorable movie for a lot of ways and it's a wonderful film the reason i decided to lead off with that is because the overall message of the film is good at any time but i think it's especially good right now it's you know it's a movie all about hope you know thinking that there will be better times ahead if you uh, if you keep your your mind right and yourself grounded so i think it's a good way to kick off the 24 hours yeah andy dufresne says it at one point he said there's something inside of you there's something they can't take away yeah yeah it's, it's i'll never get tired of that i actually mentioned my travels one of the things i long time had on my bucket list that i was finally able to do three years ago was uh go see all the movie sites it's in a town called mansfield ohio you can see the actual reformatory and you can see Oh really? The, yeah, you can see the bench that Brooks sits on. Like the whole everything was filmed in this really small Ohio town. It's it's really, I I I absolutely love that day. It was great. So I um you know, I one of my one of my things was I've been driving Uber for about a year and a half and uh well, longer before that, but it was full time for a while anyway. So, you know, I live you know, on an island, a fairly small island. It's about seven miles long. And, uh, 
you know, it, driving Uber and being out in my car for seven, eight hours a night. This is this sounds like a strange story, but it will. I'll, I'll get to the <laughs> Shawshank connection in a second. Uh, you know, you kind of you kind of start remembering like where you can stop and go to the bathroom. Like for a like uh, last summer, I knew where every por- every construction site portage on on the entire island was, and uh, <laughs> somebody had gone around to all of them with a sharpie and written Brooks was here on the wall <laughs> of every single one of them. Well, did you add to any of the bathroom graffiti and write so was red? So was red? No, I, I guess I should have. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe once you get back out there, Uber, maybe some will still be around. But yeah, we were talking uh, just the other night about uh, what what are the best movies adapted from Stephen King stories, and that's that's got to be number one, right? Yeah, and I always put that as a um, – I always think the, the book is better than the movie. You know, like it's, it's, you, you it's, have it's unlimited really amount of you – know, in a book, there's no budget. There, you know, you can, you can take as much sure. time as you want. So I always feel like, like, you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, whatever these big ones, like the book is always better than the movie. That one, I feel like the, the movie destroys the book. Like that's, that's, that's the best example I could give for that. The book is still good, but the movie yeah. is just incredible. Yeah, it's actually, that's one of Stephen King's best works. It's uh, Different Seasons. It's got that and uh, The Body, which became Stand By Me, which to me are probably the two, that and Shawshank are probably the two best Stephen King movies. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's press on. So that was, uh, so I've got this all timed out. So the movie's two hours and 22 minutes. So to bring it up to an even two and a half, I would then, after the movie, listen to my third favorite song ever recorded, which is a song called Like a Friend by the band Pulp. Who is it? Pulp. P-U-L-P. I don't know if you know him. Great British band. Oh, Pulp. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jarvis Cocker. Most people know him. Um, from I there, don't know that song off the top of my head, but I'll have to listen to it after we're done recording. Yeah, so it's, uh, it initially came across my plate from uh, PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life, an incredible skate video. That's what he skated to, and that's kind of how I discovered the band, and I've been a massive fan ever since. So that's, that's my third favorite song ever. Uh, keep it. Are, are, can I ask what uh, one and two are? are they gonna they're common. They're common. Yeah, yeah. This is, okay, this, right, cool. you, you know, I'm a very structured man. This is are. those are common. Um, so I, from there, I would keep it rolling with music, and I'm gonna this time listen to some relatively new music. It's the band The Bomb Pops, and their new record called Death in Venice Beach, which is about a half hour. Uh, yeah, that's you, a good. That's a good record. I've listened to that. Yeah, I like them. It's some new music. It's uh, it's fat records, not fat rec chords, as Young Chuck. Uh, once believed uh you know good san diego punk band little pop punk punk mashup uh, i really yeah, i haven't seen them play uh, yet yeah they're not completely like out of uh, you know they're in the same universe as my band i think yeah yeah you got it would totally make sense for you guys to play with them so yeah, maybe that'll happen someday yeah who knows uh, from there i was gonna go a little comedy um kind of comedy I, it's a comedy album but i it's more of like a, hey, I'm here talking, and there's some jokes mixed in. Uh, it's an album called Career Suicide by Chris Gethard. You know, I, I mean, I, I've never heard – I love the Chris Gethard show, so. Yeah, I, his uh, stand-up is not – it's not, you know, you don't listen to it to be like, oh, this is, this is Dave Chappelle, I'm just laughing. It's, like I said, right. Career Suicide is basically his life story – revolving around how he had a suicide attempt and what it was like before that and what it's been like after that and how everything kind of relates to that so it's very personal but i mean it is he does throw jokes in as well um yeah so basically you know not to spoil it basically when he was a young i think he's 21 in the album he he uh essentially commits suicide and not a 
little bit of a different way you'd have to listen to it um but it's 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 one album that i've just like always gone back to I, i've been a huge chris gethard fan i think he's so like like you said the chris gethard show is hilarious i loved his little character on the office and a lot of these other like small roles he's had. like i'm oh, just right. always he's in... the guy that dwight or uh, uh they hired to beat up oscar That's <laughs> to right. kill oscar he was going to assassinate him and he almost assassinates kevin because he goes in with a giant gun inside of a hoagie and he's like, oh, oh delivery God, for Oscar right. Martinez. And Kevin wants the sandwich. So he's like, I'm Oscar Martinez. It's a great scene. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a strong later, later later series episode when the show was getting not as good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you aren't in or around New Jersey, most people probably don't know Chris Gethard, even though he's like kind of a big name. But it's more of a Jersey Philly thing. But sure. that's a great album. Um, like, it, you know, it's, it's one album I've listened to, you know, 10 plus times, which is that's a that's a short list for comedy albums for me i usually don't oh, yeah. crazily go back to them um and uh, a little multitasking i'm still uh as jay always asks every time i email in i, I always appreciate it. i'm still rehabbing my knee injury so while i listen to chris gethard i'm gonna i'm gonna pop into my uh upstairs room and, and ride my exercise bike little oh, there you go. little multi-layered part of the playlist here um, from there i mean you kind of touched a little bit on some of the things that i like and we both like uh, which is why we've become friends and stayed friends. So after Chris Gethard's album, uh, I'm going to watch Super Bowl 52 in its entirety. Oh. <laughs> Can't go wow. wrong. Uh, yeah, that, man, I'm, actually, I'm surprised it's taken three people to, 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 for somebody to get to that. That, may, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, I miss sports. I love sports. Playing them. I used to have a journalism background. I, I wrote for the American Hockey League. I don't know if you ever knew that. Like, Watching oh. them, obviously, going to them, talking about them with my friends, watching analysis of like my I love sports. I mean, you get it. You, you know exactly where I'm coming from. So it's one thing that's been like totally taking taking the wind out of my sails. It's like, man, I need something here. So hopefully they're coming back soon. But in the meantime, I'm going to relive the Eagles beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It was just uh, I mean, I know you're not an Eagle, even though you, you go Philly, every other sport, you're not an Eagles fan. But man, that day was just like. I couldn't believe it. That entire run, you know, after yeah. after I mean, look, Wentz I was, went down. I was happy for all my friends. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what an incredible – and even if you're a neutral, if you don't have a dog in that fight, like, what a game. Like, that's an incredible Super, Super Bowl to watch as a neutral fan. It was back and forth. Yes. It was a shootout. You know, you're going against the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest dynasty of all time. Yeah, it was just – man, that was – I, I certainly don't mind sitting down in my uh, quarantine playlist and, and reliving that night. I have a random, uh, vaguely connected question. So, did you see that Gronk signed with the uh, Bucks? Yeah. Um, so, he's does also he have to the forfeit 20- the WWE 24-7 <laughs> title? Or? Dude, I'm hoping they let him hold on to it and he loses it, like, on the sideline. Like, to a, like some, like, our truth just comes in, like, through the fans. Oh at, God, uh, Bruce, the Bruce Arians thing. should win it. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I guess they'll just have him drop it at one of these, probably the next pay-per-view, the Money in the Bank. That's, I don't know if they've recorded that yet. Probably, it's probably, they're probably going to record that in the next week or so. Yeah, there's um, pictures. They set up the ring on top of the uh, on top of the building. But... Yeah, I think it's May 10th. So yeah, you would assume they would record it. You know, 10 to 20 days previously, which we're we're right in that window. Yeah, so we'll see if he drops it. But yeah, I'm, I'm I mean I'm stoked to see. You know, obviously I always root for the Eagles, but like yeah, I'm super curious to see what Brady and Gronk can do in Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Like that's the beauty of sports. I can't I can't wait to see what happens. 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of rooting for them to fall on their asses, but that's that's a whole that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm stoked to see Brady go go against Drew Brees twice a season because they're in the same division now. It's going to be oh, great. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting. Yeah. So what uh, what else you got for me? So that's about two and a half hours. Uh, so from there, a little uh, my next thing on my playlist is a little unorthodox. I've set aside one hour to take a little break from the media that I just consumed. And uh, I would encourage everyone to do this. Call somebody that you love. Spend oh. an hour with them. Um, for my playlist, I chose my sister and my niece. You know, obviously they live together. So I FaceTime with them. And, uh, you know, like you like said, we, we've had a, a, a better opportunity to stay in touch slash catch up during this. And uh, I would hope everyone else has had too. But, it, you know, it's don't. Don't just sit inside and only listen to music and watch movies. You know, call people, FaceTime people, send even somebody you haven't talked to in a minute. Send them a random text to be like, "Ah, remember this crazy thing we went to back in 2010? It's going to brighten their day. You know, I'm sure everybody wants to hear from everyone and get a little hello. So that was my next hour on the playlist. I love that. Love it. Yeah, man. Uh, From there, another another slightly unorthodox thing. Um, One of my favorite apps free completely free uh it's called google arts and culture it's incredible like incredibly built app that google just like knocked it out of the park and nobody uses it like i even saw the developers of the app uh posting on reddit and they're like oh like we're glad that like somebody mentioned this because we spent like so much time and effort on this and like it gets no views um so Outside of the of things I've already mentioned that I like, I'm a huge art fan, you know, kind of came up with like graffiti and still a big fan of like wheat pasting and sticker art and street art and all that stuff. And I love sure. tra- traditional art as well. I think, I mean, art is just a beautiful thing. So they update it every day and it's just a great way to, you know, it'll just be like, hey, maybe it's like a tour of a museum or they do a little like, check out these eight van gogh paintings that you didn't know exist you know just it's just some sort of content on there that gets constantly updated what's that called again google arts and culture interesting and uh i love art like i said it's been a big part of my life for a long time but i feel like for some you know people in our world the hardcore kids punk kids whatever just independent music like there's a lot of crossover like you and i both like sports you and I both like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things. Wrestling, yeah. Yeah, wrestling's another great example. But art is one that it's like, yeah, it's like a little bit of a subset of the punk kids. You know what I mean? It's not something that like everyone's like, oh, let's talk about, you know, this this street artist. And I feel like art can be like a little intimidating. Like, oh, where do I start? Like, what? where do I go? As to where punk, sure. you can just Google there's a million like, different. there's a million different kinds of art. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, punk. I'm sure you can just Google, and there will be an article that says like, "Listen to Black Flag." He's like, "All right, you know, like I can get, yeah, yeah. I can like get my feet wet here." Arts is so it's like I would anyone who like wants to find a more of a hobby in in the art world. That's a great place to start. Uh, yeah. Another thing I'd recommend. Um, there's so many like great local artists that I follow on Instagram, and it's like an amazing way to get get content. But it's also kind of hard to like where do I start? Like, where do I find them? Which ones will I like? So I would say start with the, the hashtag Philly street art. And that's a good way to just like see all of them. And so it's like, I sp- so my next part of the play is spend an hour just like exploring the art world, seeing what Google arts and culture has, what's up there and, you know, making notes of what I want to look into later. Interesting. Yeah, man. Um, 
we mentioned skateboarding. So up next uh, for thir- the next 30 minutes of my 24 hours, I'm going to watch uh, Rodney Mullen versus Daywon Song round two. Great okay. Video. Have you seen is it? That, no. Is that an older one? Because I know, I mean, Rodney Mullen's been around a long time. Yeah, they've done three of these Rodney Mullen versus Daywon Song round one, round two, round three. <laughs> it's basically an extended part of Rodney Mullen, an extended part of Daywon Song, and a bunch of friends in between. Okay. Um, but it's both of those skaters are like unbelievably talented <laughs> at what they yeah. do. Uh, Rodney Mullen's the godfather, if people don't know. Like, Rodney Mullen is your Wayne Gretzky, your Michael Jordan. People know, like, Tony Hawk and guys like that who have contributed a lot, but Rodney Mullen's the guy for people that don't know skate. He invented everything. He just killed it, like, since he was 12 or 13 years old, and he's still uh, relevant to this day. Day one song. So where do you rank, like, um, where do you rank, like, uh, like those Dogtown guys, like Jay Adams and Tony Alva and those guys? Yeah, I mean, it's such a different, like, it's it's not even really a comparison because it's you know i'd be like apples and oranges. yeah like how do i compare like bob burnquist a vert skater to like paul rodriguez who like does hand rails it's it's different so those guys were like i mean they're important is pretty sick he's incredible you know so like the the dogtown and z boys were important to push the counterculture of skateboarding and, and and you know blend surfing into essentially street surfing which became skateboarding but overall, it's like you can't compare like them to Rodney Mullen. It's just too different, too different of an era. Um, all the all yeah, the credit in the world for those like, guys. Uh, yeah, it's like like comparing like uh, I don't know. I, I had a I had a I had a good metaphor in my head. I lost it, so let's just yeah. move on. Um, but I've seen specifically that video has stood out to me over time. I saw it. I started skating when I was in high school in the year two thousand, and um, you know, I be like, oh man, like okay, an ollie, like, that's so cool. Like, the board comes off the ground, and you don't, and then it's like, kick, you know, like, but he's like, these were, like, logical progressions. Oh, I can kickflip, now I can backside flip, or now I can 360 flip. I can 50-50 grind, now I can 5-0 grind. What, you know what I mean? But when I, the first time I saw Rodney Mullen skate was this video, and I remember he's just, like, cruising down some random sidewalk, and he does all sorts, he does, like, crooked grinds to, like, Nolly burial heel for yeah, he's obviously crazy talented, but again, they're tricks that you can like fathom in your head. But he's just mm-hmm. like cruising down the sidewalk, and I had never seen this before. And he just pops up on his skateboard and does a handstand on the sidewalk, and he's cruising and he finger flips and flips back down. And, and I was just like, You can do so much in skateboarding, like, there's so much that I can't even think about, you know what I mean? And skateboarding is like still being innovated in many parts, thanks to the godfathers like him. But I just remember that scene. I was just like, oh, man, like, this this is the guy. Well, you know, it's funny. That's kind of an old school surf influence trick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it comes from the freestyle world, which is, you know, again, what yeah. what's what was the early roots of skating it was freestyle before you could even ollie. Totally. Um, I met Rodney Mullen back in 2001. That was a def- So I got to see him. Met, met one of my heroes. Definitely a cool, cool guy. Yeah, he was in um... – what was it? Tony Hawk two? Maybe I don't think he was in the first. He one. was in one of them. Yeah. 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 Um, so from there, uh, that's that's about thirty minutes. From there, uh, let's just say it's a few seconds short of thirty minutes because I flew. I, I threw in a, just another single song, not one of my top three, but more so just to make the host of the podcast laugh. So for the next sixteen seconds, I will listen to uh, "Bloody Lip" by "I Hate You." Ah! Yeah, threw that in there. Just a quick, quick, quick little listen. Get some hardcore in. 
Um, from there, the next is that how long that is? Sixteen, 16 seconds. seconds. I looked it up. The whole album is like seven minutes or something. Um, yeah, I'm drawing dead used to the cover. A I hate you song. I saw that at the aforementioned boiler room. That's true. There's there's a video of it somewhere. I was we covered it in my basement. Uh, for for those of you who live outside of the tri-state area, I hate you was a uh, uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, straight-edge hardcore band in the '90s who. Uh, their, what was their motto? Straight edge equals bloodshed. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> did a reunion uh, 2018 for, yeah. for the fallen Nick Rotundo as a memorial slash benefit show. So it was the first time I ever got to see them. And yeah, I got a t-shirt that says, I hate you. Straight edge equals bloodshed. I was like, yeah, I've, I've literally never worn it, but like I haven't. I don't know. It's in the closet. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones. Uh, <laughs> I get yeah. it. <laughs> But yeah, so threw that in there just for a little fun. Uh, but then moving on to the next 30 minutes, uh, another thing I do to kind of connect with my friends and do something different and keep my brain a little active um, is play board games. And so I do that a lot, not in quarantine. I meet up like once a week with my friends and play board games. It's something I really enjoy. So the next 30 minutes I designated to playing one of my favorite games online. It's called Azul. Okay. So I'm just going to, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, most people probably wouldn't, but it's, it's a great game. So I'm going to do a little bit of that, just shake up my day a little bit. But while I'm doing, or before I'm doing that, uh, I'm going to su- support some local business. So this 30 hour block, I've also ordered some pizza from Circles and Squares Pizza here in Philadelphia, very close to my house. It's my favorite. Where's pizza. that at? So it's technically Kensington, but it's just like right okay. on the other side of Fishtown. It's, I can walk to it from my house. Um, it's Detroit style pizza. I don't know if you've ever had that. Yeah, I have had Detroit style. Oh man, pizza. it's yeah, so good. Their white pie is just like heavenly. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's very it's very different. It's 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 not not totally dissimilar to uh, Chicago style because it's very deep, but it's it's more it's more manageable than that. I mean, I, to me, Chicago style is more like a casserole. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not a big Chicago. I'll eat it, but Chicago style, I think, is he- it's heavily overrated. overrated. Yeah. You eat one yep. slice and then you like want to take a nap. Like that's not how pizza should work. Yep, I'm. I'm I couldn't agree. You took the words right. Out of my <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll have to put that on my to-do list when I'm allowed to cross. Yeah, let me know. Head. I'll definitely go grab it with you. So you might have heard a little bit about it. So they were originally uh, one block over from Union Transfer, just selling out of a store called Win Win, and they were known. Okay. As yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gut. That. Sure. Yeah. So it was the first ever instagram pizza shop where you would just place your order on instagram so you got like a little bit of buzz um but uh you can make this in your notes or, or people that are curious that want to try some some good pizza next time they're at you know one of the fishtown venues at kung fu necktie or something uh their instagram handle is circles and squares and cats and dogs so it's all pictures of their pizza with like dogs looking at it uh, big fan. Well, that's, <laughs> that seems like, that seems worth a follow. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it, it is great. Kind of I like I like pizza and dogs. <laughs> yeah, so order some pizza, knock out a little bit of the board game on Zool, eat my pizza, and um, from... see. We usually go to that place uh, when when we're playing down that way. We usually go to that place. I mean, this is really local, so I'll keep it brief. That place on Gerard um, uh, by the fire. Oh, trios. Yeah, trios yeah. isn't bad, but I wouldn't mind trying. Yeah, I'm a, a fan. Place. I'm a fan for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Next time you're in, we can definitely go grab it. Um, but after I finish my pizza there, that puts me at the halfway point of my playlist. I'm 12 hours in, All so right. I figure right at the halfway point, it's probably midday. That makes sense. And um, 
I'm going to pop up on my roof deck. I got a little view of beautiful Philadelphia. Relax, get some sun. Again, you know, unplug from the computer or, or TV from a little bit and uh, read a book for a half hour. Yeah, I, th I think that's uh, uh, hoping a lot of people are cracking open books. You have more than unlimited time. Um, so I figured just the book that I'm reading at the moment. It's a book called Everybody Lies. So I'll maybe I'll finish that up up on my roof for 30 okay. minutes. Get some reading in, get some sun, you know, shake it up. Don't want to just only watch movies. Um, no, yeah, I've, I've got two books sitting right by me. I, I was reading The Stand, and I just I had to take a little break from that. It was just a little too real. Mm. Uh, who uh, who so wrote that been, one? Uh, the Stephen King. Oh, okay. It's about yeah, it's about it's about a uh, a lethal uh, weaponized strain of the flu that kills about ninety nine point six percent of the population. Oh, so it's a little little too real. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be one for later in the year. <laughs> yeah, so I've been uh, I, I kind of put a cork in that, and I actually picked uh, I picked Chris Jericho's first book back up. I read it about five times, but it's just uh, it's 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 a nice it's a nice light fun. Quick um quick question. Obviously, this this is you know this is my playlist, but I always love your uh, thoughts. What one wrestling book for the people for me to read or for the people to read? What what would your go to be? Would it be that one? Uh, Brett uh, Bret Hart's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I read I read that book once a year. Okay. I, I love that I love that book. When did he put it out? Is it old? It would have been fifteen or so years okay. ago, though. 06 or 07. Okay. Yeah, it covers um it, it it covers you know up to him having to retire and his stroke and everything and it was still it was right before he he's still like had a lot of nasty things to say about Vince McMahon. I bet. Was, I'm, uh, it was it was very yeah. That's that, very much. That's looking the part of the reason I love it. There's a lot of shit talking in it. He is he is not shy. I'm very much looking forward to the last episode of season two of Dark Side of the Ring, where they dive into what happened. Yeah, to there's Owen an Hart. episode right now that I'm DVR. Yeah, yeah, I've seen so every one, but the Owen Hart one, show. I can't wait for. I think that's going to be pretty uh, pretty tough to watch. I feel like that's going to be a tearjerker. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually I'm pretty excited about the one that's playing right now, the Dino Bravo one, because I I know like the broad strokes of his story, but I don't really know specifics. So I'm actually I'm pretty interested to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch base and we'll we'll give thoughts to each other, uh, you know, tomorrow or later in the week. Um, yeah, we won't bore anybody <laughs> with our wrestling nerdy. Yeah, so uh, after reading, I'm going to come back in and throw on a uh, – instead of a movie, I'm going to watch a documentary for an hour and a half. I'm going to watch the documentary on the musician Rodriguez. It's called Searching for Sugar Man. Have you seen that? I know nothing, I know nothing about it. Really? Such a music guy. So I never heard – do you know Rodriguez at all? I don't know. I don't know Rodriguez. I know people with the last name <laughs> it's Rodriguez. Pretty, pretty I don't. I, I don't know the singularly <laughs> named Rodriguez. Yeah. So it's a story worth telling. So I'll dive into. I won't. I won't dive into details of every part of my playlist. But this is a good one. So as everything that's made and goes onto a big screen, this story is a little bit Hollywoodized, and you know. But yeah, you know, for the most part, the roots of the story are there. Uh, so Rodriguez is a musician in Detroit. And I believe it's the 60s, uh, very much Dylan-esque, like clever hook, you know, hooks, obviously the acoustic kind of fight the power type, like very, very comparable to Bob Dylan. Okay. And uh, it goes nowhere, it goes absolutely nowhere. Like play, nobody in Detroit cares. He put, he, he records two records, both of which I think are great. Nobody cares. Nobody buys them. 
fades fairly into obscurity and just says like, Hey, I did the thing, whatever. You know what I mean? I have kids. I'm just gonna put music on the back burner here. I, you know, um, sure. and this is also the sixties. So it's a different, you know, it's people do that now, but back then it's even, you know, it's not like he could just throw it on the internet and be like, Oh, maybe people listen. You know, it's just a guy. I, I tried and for all intents and purposes, I failed. Sure. Fast forward to the nineties during the apartheid movement in South Africa. So while that's going on, nobody knows really exactly what happened, but apparently one Rodriguez record made its way to South Africa. It was rumored that maybe like a, somebody who moved there from the Midwest just bought it. And during apartheid, you know, everybody, you know, that, that was a really dark time in history when, you know, people were being, people in South Af- Africa were being suppressed and, you know, it was much like the Cold War where, like, you couldn't listen to, you couldn't consume certain media. You were very controlled. And Rodriguez made its way over there. But it's just this, like, random record from the 60s that's on a label that doesn't exist. And it's just a picture of him, like, with glasses and a hat. So you can't, like, there's no, like, it's just like, okay, for all, like, it's just some random guy. Like, we have no idea who this is. And it just takes South Africa by storm. Because the lyrics are so relatable to what's going on during apartheid, and people are like, "Dude, this is, this is our guy." And again, like you never know how much of this is exaggerated, but like they're interviewing people that lived in that area in the documentary, and they're like, "Dude, like he was, he's right up there with the Beatles, like literally. Like if you didn't have Cold Facts by Rodriguez, you were you were a joke. Like your record collection was a joke." And Rodriguez has no idea this is happening. You know, it's just spreading via bootleg. Um, and people also have, no, they're like, this is our hero. And we have no idea who this guy is. Like, is he, yeah. and there was a pretty widely spread rumor that was held as a belief that he was dead. But yeah, he passed away. I'm, 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 I'm only affirming. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like glancing at the Wikipedia page while you're talking yeah. the story. This is wild. This is wild stuff. And then people like really start to dive into it and be like, dude, like we need to find out who this guy is like is he like we assume he's american we don't even know that you know it's rodriguez that's all we know rodriguez is that his first name is that his last name is that a stage name and people start looking into his lyrics and like you know there's a lyric that says like early six o'clock this morning met a girl from dearborn and like they're pulling out the this is the 90s they're pulling out an atlas and they see dearborn is in michigan and you know they're like okay like we're kind of narrowing this down and every, I think like early days of the internet, like GeoCities, Angel Fire, you know, those sites, somebody oh, puts yeah. a site up and it was like, you know, Rodriguez fan site, basically. And, you know, a couple things happen, but essentially his daughter comes across the site and emails them and is like, hey, like, this is my dad and he's alive. Like, is this real? Like, well, yeah. And they're like, are you real? Like that, like is, you know what I mean? And essentially they're like, dude, if he's alive, bring him to South Africa. Please, like he is God to us. And again, he's like, hasn't played, he's barely played music. And the, the documentary suggests that he had quit. It turns out he had like stayed active, but you know, he, he never really did much. And um, he flies over to South Africa for like a sold out tour. And, you know, he winds up playing for them. And it's like, there's real footage. You can tell it's on like a camcorder from, I think it's like 1997. And, uh, you know, the first show, like they have the actual footage. He walks on stage 
And again, people are like, is this him? Like, is this just a joke? Is this like a music to get our money? Like, is he really dead? What, you know, people just had no idea. And uh, the walks in, like, the first song he plays is called I Wonder, which just, like, opens with, like, just a bass riff. Do-do-do-do-do. You know, before it kicks in. And, like, when he comes out, people apparently gave him, like, a standing ovation for 10 minutes. And they just stopped the song. And then, like, finally he plays. And it's just, like, you know, for the people, they're like, oh, my God. And for him, he's like, dude, like, people care about that? You know, it's just it's an incredible story. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the film. And I honestly, I might watch yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's – this, this looks really yeah weird. again like don't believe everything you hear like a little bit of his exaggerated but the root of the story is there and like it's it's just so well done you feel so happy for him and i mean i gave a lot of it away of it away but there's still there's plenty other in there and even with knowing the story it's still well worth watching so yeah circle back to me on that too um well here hang t- hang tight one second here we're gonna uh I don't know. Oh, well, fucking ads. I was going to say, we'll listen to like a second of this. I wonder. Oh, you want me to put it on? People. Okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, if I story. didn't tell you, I was just like, hey, who was, you'd probably guess Bob Dylan. Or like at least someone from that era. Like it very much has that vibe. And I see there's live videos here from like 2018. So he's still out. Yeah, he toured uh, last year. He played the City Winery in uh, the new Gallery Mall in Philly. I've seen him three times since he's kind of made a resurgence here. And it's been great. I'm glad I came across him and I'm glad I got to see him. He's very old. So, um, yeah, it says, uh, 77. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't all be Mick Jagger <laughs> and be fucking dancing around on the stage at that age. Yeah. Okay, when, like, like the last time I saw him was actually in Seattle a couple summers ago. And like his daughter had to like walk him to the stage and like sit him down. Like he was, you could tell he was struggling a little bit, but he's, you know, voice sounded great. Song sounded great. So that's what it's all about. It's tough when it gets to that point, man. I think Ozzy's at that point. I think it was. I think it was at the point fifteen years ago. Somebody's, somebody's got to tell Sharon to let him get off. The yeah, road. I don't, isn't he supposed to be done? But I guess he's never done when the when the paycheck well, comes. So he, so he had the no more tours tour this <laughs> summer, which got canceled prior to the the Corona thing because he got okay. sick. So I don't know. The no, maybe he's done now. Like. like uh, not uh, not of his own doing. He's that's a that's a fascinating. If, if you're into uh, rock and roll memoirs, I read Ozzy's book, and that's that's. Oh, maybe else. yeah, I, mean, I would enjoy <laughs> that. I mean, it's just so years of history. There's a little there's a little preface in it, like a little prologue where he he basically, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, um, he's like, look, this is how I remember things happening, but. Basically, I was fucked up for about 40 straight years. So if you were there and you tell me it happened another way, he's like, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I've seen him solo and I've seen him with Sabbath. So I'm, I, I, got, I got mine in before he's gone. All right, so uh, where are we going after Rock? Uh, so from there, we're just going to do TV. So I actually have uh, five straight episodes of television from five different shows. I'm going to encourage people okay. watch the pilot from each of these shows because i not only are they all some of my favorites 
I feel like they're all great examples that the pilot like really ropes you in, really gets you into the characters right away. Some shows you have to get two, three, four episodes in, you know? Totally. Some of my favorite shows didn't grab me until like a couple episodes. In. Some shows they don't even uh, introduce characters till the third episode, and, and that like a main character. You know what I mean? Um, maybe the second episode. It, it, it's true. Dylan, uh, Dylan, Dylan didn't show up on Beverly Hills 90210 on episode three. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so five shows pilot episode from each. Number one, Breaking Bad. Get you right in. Literally the first scene. Well, the thing is, uh, a lot of people like like try to say Breaking Bad didn't really find its stride until like the end of the second season. So that's an interesting yeah, choice. Yeah, it, it does and it doesn't. But I think like it throws you into it. Know, you know what you're getting into right away, and like it gets crazy. Right, it gets crazier with every season that passes, and it was it was specifically written to do that. But I think it I think you get a really good gist of what you're getting into from the first episode. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty out there premise, and it lays it out there pretty. Easily. Yeah, second one, uh, great pilot, The Wonder Years. Oh hell yeah! Very Absolutely. first episode, Kevin and Winnie kiss throws you right throws you right to it. Love it, great stuff. You know what my favorite thing is about The Wonder Years is Win- Winnie's little music cue that she always got. Like there was a little guitar riff that it was always reserved for when Winnie entered the scene. I'll have to go. It doesn't ring a bell. I'll have to go back and see that. Okay. Oh yeah. Once you notice it, you won't be able to okay. notice it. Uh, third one out of the five is Friday Night Lights. Oh, Texas Forever. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Like I, that one, I won't spoil. But what happens to one of the main characters? in the first game, which is in the first show and the pilot sets the tone for the whole show, you know, and it's totally like, that's, that's a moment that's totally like a end of season moment, you know, a season finale. I, um, I, I think that came on in 2006, right. And, uh, I, I watched every it was when I was living uh, in Atlantic city. I think you came over my place in AC a couple of times. I dropped off monster, but, uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's true. God bless you. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I watched that whole season, like ev- like I watched it every week, twenty two or twenty three episodes or whatever it was, and like that that was difficult to do then. Like there wasn't DVR and or like on demand, and like I cleared my schedule on Wednesday night or whatever it was for like six months because I had to watch Friday Night Lights. As a matter of fact, I was seeing a very nice girl and she wanted to hang out the date of the season finale. And I was like, I will come over to your house and you have to put on Friday Night Lights. And then afterwards, I will take you to dinner. But I have to watch Friday Night Lights. that's a fair compromise in a relationship. Like where both, both parties make out, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was, she was cool about it. And then uh, later on, well, later on, I blew her off to go to a hardcore show with Jay. Nah, but that's, that's a whole other story. Do? What can you do? Live and live. Uh, the fourth show on the list is a Netflix original. Great show, uh, Friday Night Lights. Absolutely. Good call, no, no, absolutely. Um, the next show is Master of None, the Aziz Ansari show. Love oh. that show. Yeah, I never got I never got around to that. Yeah. I think it's spot on as to what being a young professional who is trying to date in your early 30s is really like. And so it's, you know, it's home for me. Um, yeah. What, really, really, really difficult and shit? Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it for sure. But it's only two seasons. It's not finished yet. You know, season three will probably come out at some point. But that's, uh, I, I love that. I think it's super underrated. And then. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've been meeting. I mean, I, you know, I, I think, I think uh, his, 
Well, maybe it was his second stand-up special. The one where the one where he does the R. Kelly impression <laughs> at the end is really, really, really yeah, funny. Yeah, he's good. He's good stuff. Um, and then the f- and what's 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 the uh, what's the what's the uh, f- uh, phrase that that comes from? It's uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a that's an expression. So I guess that's yeah, where he got it's it from. A reference, yeah. yeah, it's a reference to like knowing a little bit about yeah. everything. And then the uh, fifth show, fifth TV, TV show, is Curb Your Enthusiasm. The the pilot. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what you're getting into right away with like the Larry David, the the hu- If if you like the humor of the first one, I think you'll like the show. If you don't, you won't. Is that? I'm trying to think. Is that the one where she, the woman thinks he has a boner in the <laughs> yeah. theater? Is that the yeah, first one? one? Yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I I think the show gets better after that. Oh, I do too. But yeah, I, I do mean, too. It's, yeah. If if you if you don't like that, then you're not going to like any of the rest of it. So you know, and it's it's a good barometer. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, so just round out these shows to kind of make it a roughly an hour and a half. Uh, throw in my second favorite song ever recorded, which is "Like a Rolling Stone" by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, correct. Okay, sure. uh, according to him, it's the best song he ever wrote. So I trust him. <laughs> and then uh, that. I'm I'm more of a times they are a change in type of guy, but that's I mean, he's got a big catalog to go off of, yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, after that, I would throw on a podcast. So I haven't done that yet in my 24 hours. So one that I would listen to, I, I recently got put onto this, and I loved it. It's the Reply All podcast, and the the episode is the Case of the Missing Hit. Have you listened to this? I don't know the reply all podcast. So here's the there's another one I'll dive into and I wanna you know I like to keep the podcast under an hour. So after this one we'll 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 speed it up. <laughs> but this one's worth talking about. We do we do we do tease yeah. you about that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I would be a hypocrite, right? Uh so a guy is driving home with his girlfriend, hears this song, and he's you know, oh, I haven't heard this song in forever. This oh my god, I, this is such a throwback. And the girlfriend goes, I've never heard this. And he goes, are you kidding me? Like, this was everywhere. And then how have you never heard this song? Okay. And she's like, okay, so who sings it? Goes, I don't, I don't know. Let me Google it. Googles it. Doesn't exist. More of a deep dive. Let me throw in some of the lyrics. Nothing. Nothing on the internet pulls up results for this okay. song. And it drives the guy crazy. He's like, how? this song was huge in the 90s. And it's apparently just been vanquished from the internet. Like, I, I spent hours looking for it. The only thing he can find, and the only person on all of the internet he can find is some guy in Trinidad and Tobago who goes like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. That's it. So the podcast is all about where did the song go? How does this happen? I won't spoil it, but it's, 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 it's like legitimate real journalism and great storytelling all throughout the podcast. You would love it. I, anybody who likes music would love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you hooked yeah. me, man. Yeah, circle that's, back that's, to that's me awesome. on that one, too. It's a great listen. Uh, from there, I'm gonna, I got two or three movies left. So I'm going to do one of the, one of the next movies. Uh, it's my favorite movie. It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's Can't a great go, film. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Can't that. go wrong with that one. I, it, I've, got a little, I've got a little weird, like, uh, like, like the, the girl. Uh, what the, what's the character? Yeah. Clementine. Uh, she she reminds me a lot of my first serious girlfriend in life, so it freaked me out a little bit the first time I saw it. But yeah, 
That's that's an amazing movie. Sp- uh, uh, Spike Jones. Yeah, I think anybody can see a little bit of themselves in one of those characters, if not multiple. It's 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 really it's a yeah, it's a very unique movie. Uh, there's another trip I made. I went up to Montauk to like see the house and see the beach and everything. Um, yeah, see, I'm I'm into I'm into seeing sites where they film things too. Actually, that's that's a Charlie Kaufman movie. It is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, me, and, me and you were both into like seeing where they film things. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. pretty cool. Um, and then just to bring this up to an even two hours, it's a little short of two hours. I'm just going to watch a single wrestling match instead of a whole card. I'm going to watch Bam Bam Bigelow versus Tez at, uh, I think it was, uh, which would is it you're watching the one correct. that went to the yeah. ring or the one that, the that, one that, so the that yeah, that was another kind of similar to that Rodney Mullen thing where I was like, oh my god, like. So the two wrestlers literally go through the center of the ring and, it th- and they make a giant. And that was like another moment where I was like, dude, I, like, I never knew you could do that. That's crazy. And in true ECW fashion, it wasn't the last match. They had two matches yeah. after that and they just put caution tape around it and wrestled around. Like, yeah. that's, that's the most ECW thing I could. And it was also in Asbury Park, uh, Bam Bam's hometown. So that brings us up to two, two hours there, uh, almost almost at the end of the 24. Uh, the next thing I'm going to spend 30 minutes and I'm going to watch a John Oliver episode. I'm going to watch uh, last week tonight. And uh, I decided to watch the episode on FIFA where he kind of I'm a huge soccer fan. And he dives into how yeah. corrupt it is. And, um, yeah, I watch that show every week. And I remember I have a very clear memory. It's very well episode. done. And uh, yeah, I would encourage people who are listening like you know, news is not your friend now or ever, but you can, you know, these are obviously liberal leaning shows, but you can watch John Oliver or Hassan Minaj or Trevor Noah or Bill Maher. And, you know, I, I think that's a better way to spend your time if you want to get some news. I couldn't agree with you. Yeah. Uh, another movie from there. Another one of my classics uh, is American History X. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's a, that's a tough. Yeah, one. yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a great watch, and I feel it's you know as relevant now as it's ever been. You know the the, the content that's discussed in it. It's in it's that's an interesting movie to like research the behind the scenes working of too, because apparently like apparently the director and Edward Norton just hated each other. Oh, interesting. And uh, yeah, he uh, he. he the director feels like Edward Norton hijacked his movie. Yeah, you should uh, you should look. He actually, um, the director wanted to take his name off it. He want he wanted it to be directed by Alan Smithy, mm. but uh, for some reason, like the 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 union rules didn't allow it. But yeah, it's yeah, definitely like see if you can find an article about uh, the making of that movie. It was very troubling. yeah yeah for sure. And then I figured I'd multitask on this one too. I rode my exercise bike earlier during the Chris Gethard record, so. There's a couple scenes in there that are tough to watch, and I've also seen this show, this movie, so many times. So I'm going to kind of background watch this one and research my uh, future travels while I uh, while I watch it. So I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at uh, once this quarantine clears later this year, I'm going to go to a town in Indonesia called Yogyakarta on the island of Java, and they have this like crazy blue lava v- volcano, and they have the largest Buddhist temple in the world, and they have this cave that you can only get into by rappelling down into it's the only entrance so i'm just going to kind of plot plot my stuff out while i background watch edward norton and edward furlong yeah yeah you don't (laughs) need to see the uh the the bite the yeah or the or the shower scene they're tough to watch 
you know. Yeah. But uh, from there, <laughs> I'm going to spend the next hour and just listen to a couple records that I like. Uh, one of my favorites ever is Shock Troops by Coxbar. And then after that, ah, I can't go wrong. Right? And then uh, Take Apart the Words by local band Breaking Pangea. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's an interesting combination. Yeah, well, I threw Breaking Pangea in because, man, I right after the knee injury, they reunited last year. And I've been waiting for a reunion forever, and I got injured, and I wasn't able to go. I was so bummed. But, like, I, I really hope they play again. Yeah, it's, it, it seems like it's the kind of thing where you can't – like, it'll probably happen at some point. But I think Will lives out on the West Coast now, so, you know, it just might, might be a matter of, uh, of getting it all together. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh, after that, another little something a little bit different uh, for 30 minutes. I'm going to watch one of the many live streams that are available on the Internet or Instagram Live. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Gibbard is doing them and Matt Pryor and the Lone Bellow and Jenny Lewis. You know, everybody, everybody's hopping on. And I really miss live music. So it's, you know, I'm just going to spend 30 minutes and kind of watch live music. Somebody, somebody jamming in the in the in the bedroom or the living room. Yeah, I've been watching my my local uh, local musician, my friend Tom Flott, has been doing it. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sure. turn into his and just you know feel a little social in the chat and stuff like that and feel. We played with Tom Flott at a game. There you go. There you go. Yeah, he's a wonderful man. Uh, the last movie of the 24 hours is I only watched a wrestling match earlier because I'd get a little bit more my fix with the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Oh man, Oof. it's a great one. Oh, it's uh, that movie. <laughs> you want to, you want to see me, you want to see me ball like a little child with a skin D. Put on the last ten minutes. Of that yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 so well done, so well done. So. That is that is one of the great crimes of the Academy Awards that he did not get the Oscar. For yeah, that yeah, for sure. So I'm just a little bit shy of having an hour and a half left. So I'm just going to watch a couple just uh, single parts of a show to even it out. Uh, the first one, okay. are, are your new friend Ellie and I were just talking about this. The uh, Billy on the Street uh, segment called Death Rogan with Seth Rogan. I don't know that one in particular, but I love Billy. Uh, so basically what he does is he has Seth Rogan pose as his cameraman and he's holding a camera so you can't see his face. And he goes up to people on the street and says, oh, Seth Rogen died this morning. Like, can you believe? And people are like, what? And then, oh, you know what? Maybe and then Seth Rogen that. reveals that it's him. Yeah, it's very it. fun. Um, yeah, that, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And then the other kind of just part of a show is the Netflix show, I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. The, uh, the Bones Are Their Money skit. I don't know if you've watched that show, but it's, it's incredibly hilarious. No, it's it's on my uh, list. Yeah, so I won't get into that one. Um, and then, yeah, we're we're at fifty four minutes, so you're, you're doing <laughs> just, good. That's that's two hours total with all that. So just a couple things left. The uh, next hour, I'm going to listen to a great hip hop record called Revolutionary Volume Two by Immortal Technique. That's one of my all time favorites. I know Immortal Tech. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, at, at times like this, you know, kind of how I mentioned with the news, it's good to, uh, you know, as as the kids say these days, stay woke. You know, just you know, stay just woke. Keep your brain, you know, don't, you know, think about things, question things. You know what I mean? And that's definitely an artist that makes you do that. Don't believe everything you hear. And then I'm ending my 24 hour playlist with I think one of the greatest shows ever invented. Now, Chuck, you know me, I'm a very calm, collected, patient guy. If, if, sure. if uh, hopefully when I get married, uh, you know, I'll be, I don't think I'll be very 
overly picky. Like, hey, if you don't like all these weird bands that I like, no problem. Like, I don't think I've ever heard you raise your voice. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Like, you don't want to come to Phillies games with me? No big deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to do. Well, like, my wife has to be this. I'm like, nah, like, I just be yourself. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel there's one show that if she doesn't think is funny, it's, it's just not going to work out. Oh man, I'm excited. And this show me. is called Nathan for You. Oh, oh wow. You have to watch it. Uh, it's not it's a little niche. It was four seasons on Comedy Central. It's a comedian Nathan Fielder who uh, comes up with very off the beaten ways to help a struggling small business. So okay. the episode is in season four. It's called shipping logistics company where he decides to help a shipping company and they have to on international shipping they have to pay certain tariffs and it differs per item and one thing that there's little to no tariff on are musical instruments something that a very high tariff is on that they ship a lot are smoke alarms so he comes up with a plan what if we just make a smoke alarm an instrument and he creates an entire band called the Bonsai Predicaments, and they record a song where a guy's just playing the smoke alarm. And, uh, you know, I won't get into all of it, but uh, the humor is very much up that, you know, very much that way uh, to try to, what, what can he do? That's like a very, very unorthodox way to help a struggling small business. But the entire series is just like, it is so up my alley for the type of humor. And this series finale is like breathtakingly well done. What was the band name again? The Bonsai Predicament. That's a legitimately good band name, honestly. <laughs> guess, yeah. Um, yeah, the show is just... Uh, it's its almost... You just gotta watch it. Like, if somebody tries to explain it and explain his humor, it, you gotta you got just give it a go. So, so give that a try yeah, so, in season four. It sounds very... Um... I don't know, kind of, kind of surreal or whatever. It sounds yeah, like- yeah, it's good. So that's my twenty-four hours. Then I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> I really, uh, I feel, I feel good. I, I feel, I feel you really thought about yours, and there's, a, there's a, a, like a good variety of stuff there, including a couple things I've made notes to check out myself. So. Yeah, we'll circle back. I'll be listening to the other chilling with Chucks, and I'll obviously be listening once you guys get get the band back together. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll be on it at some point once, uh, once it's safe and responsible to do so, and my schedule permits. Yeah, you got to get in the car, man. The 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 uh, the, ba- the back seats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look forward to it, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, anything? You know, we have a, a couple of dozen listeners. So anything <laughs> you got going on? You want to mention? Ah, uh, no, man. I'm that. That's me. That's my podcast. I hope you know people listen to a, a, or watch a one or two things, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hope you hope you got something out of this for the people that were uh, nice enough to listen. Well, I had a good time. Thanks for coming on. Likewise, man. Talk to you soon. Be well.